Oh man, it's open run. Open that goddamn gym. And look, you know what? Uh, the Lakers did play tonight. They played against Golden State. Another close one that we lost. And it was a special night. And I thought niggas was acting a fool because of the special night. Kobe got both of his jerseys retired. We're going to say that for later. But I know this is open gym. And I know I want niggas to lace up with me. But we got to talk football right now. We absolutely got to talk football right now. So... Everybody was watching these two games. Why? Because it was the two. These were the two biggest games of the weekend. For this reason, the Patriots and Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. This game was huge because it was basically the game of the week. This was the big matchup: the two top AFC teams battling for home field advantage in the playoffs. And it's looking as of right now. It's looking like the Pats might get. They might get home, a home field advantage, and everybody know it's hard to win in Foxborough. And the, the Pittsburgh, I don't think Pittsburgh has ever won in, in Foxborough in, um, in the playoffs. Not that I can remember, you know, but it's hard to win up there. Uh, and not just, I, I'm not even going to say on no, on no conspiracy, on no setups, you know, no refs or nothing like that. It's legit hard to win up there, and it's cold. It's stupid cold. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's cold in Pittsburgh, too, but, man, going up there has got to be freezing. So it was, an, it was a close game, as expected. It was a battle. A.B. went down. For y'all that don't know, that's Antonio Brown. A.B. went down, um, and he'll, he'll most likely out for the season and hoping that he can come back in the playoffs, but – they don't know which round. So the further they go, the better of a chance they got of getting him back. So they hoping to get to the AFC championship game to where he probably will be ready by that by that time. Um, but everybody else stepped up, but they had no answer for Gronk. You know, they New England is one of those teams where they'll make less mistakes than the team that they're playing against. And that's that's the, the only way you're going to beat. New England is if they shut down all the weapons besides Gronk. Gronk ate their ass up, and he's a mismatch. Like, he's just a tight end from hell. You know, 6'7", about 250. God damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, he can outrun all them goddamn linebackers and pretty much damn near the safeties. You know, and nobody's, nobody's really taking him one-on-one -on -one with a DB. Yeah, you know, it's a 50-50, you know. So it's a hard matchup. It's hard to um it's hard to strategize, like to to structure your defense to stopping him, you know. But one thing that you definitely have to do, god damn, they and they do so such a good job doing it, but you gotta get to Brady. You know what I'm saying? To mess that offense up, to, to shake shit up in the offense, you got to get to Brady. Because even, look, low-key, even though if you did shut down Gronk, which is pretty hard to do, you know, you have to make sure you shut down everybody else. But if your main, if your main game plan is to shut down him, somebody else is going to be open. And they got weapons everywhere. You know, they just got Kenny Britt, a big receiver in that. And people think that's just he's a good weapon on offense, not just for, you know, he's a solid possession receiver, 
but he's good on the blocking, on the run block. So that's crazy. Anyhow, let's get to the game, man. Everybody knows Pittsburgh is probably, they probably got the best offensive weapons next to, you know, next to the Patriots or, you know, it used to be Green Bay. Um, they got they got probably the best weapons, okay? You got A.B., arguably one of the, you know, the top receiver in the game. Le'Veon Bell is probably in the top three running backs. You know, Big Ben is, is it hasn't been the Big Ben of old, but he's still up there. They got Juju, you know, Juju is coming along. So they got weapons. They definitely got weapons. Even they tied in, who we're about to talk about, Jesse James. He's a solid, you know. Um, but this is one of those calls that always seems to go New England way. I thought for the longest, that the tuck rule, and, and and the tuck rule is still up there. I thought the tuck rule was one of the worst calls in football history, right? It still is. It still is. But we still have some. We had two calls this past weekend. And you know what? I'm going to throw Dez uh, catch, wasn't a catch, was a catch in there as well. Um, that was pretty bad, man. That was pretty bad. So what y'all... What I'm talking about is Pittsburgh was driving on the last few seconds of the game, down by three. Down by three, and they was looking to go ahead. They was looking to win the game. You know, four is different from three. You know, and and you know, giving back giving the ball back to Tom Brady with probably a minute left, that's a lot. He can get down that field. But giving him the ball back with less than 20 or 15 seconds left, the chances of him coming back is very slim. And again, what were they playing for? Home field advantage, right? It's only two games left in the season, and Pittsburgh would pretty much have to win out, and they got to bank on New England losing the game, I think. So, you know, they're driving downfield, and... Big Ben throws it to Jesse James. Now, he catches it. We see him catch the ball. He caught the ball. The argument is he never made a football move. What in the hell is a football move then? Okay. Then they said he never caught the ball because he didn't control it because once it hit the ground, it moved. Check this out, my nigga. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I get the rule. I understand the rule. That has nothing to do with Jesse James because my man caught the ball. We've seen him literally catch the ball, and he somehow twisted his body or stretched his body with the football to cross the plane. His knee was down, but nobody touched him, so it didn't matter. But he stretched with both hands the ball across the plane, and then he tried to, I guess, tried to, I don't know if he tried to get his hand up under it, but he knew he was going down to where the ball was going to move. But my thing is that it, the football crossed the plane. How many times have we seen on a quarterback sneak or a running back hurry up and jump over the top of the pile just to stick the ball across the plane? They call it a touchdown. You know, it, the, the, the ball might slip out, but once it crossed, it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. 
So they said he didn't make a move, but he clearly made a move. to. He stretched the ball out to cross the plane. That's what I don't get. They got to fix that rule. You know, the Dez Bryant cats, look, I hate Dallas. We're about to get to them later, you know, well, in a minute, because they just finished playing my, my Raiders. But that game against Green Bay, trust me, I hate Dallas Cowboy fans. Them are some of the weirdest niggas. Some of them are fake fans. But them is the most irritating fans in the world because them niggas, them niggas got like one playoff game in like 17 years. I swear to God, they be the best team every year. Anyhow, Dez caught that rock. And at the, at the, at the, at the least, he was supposed to be down at the one. You know what I mean? At the least, he was supposed to be at the one. They said the ball moved. The man caught the ball and he tried to reach across the plane for the touchdown. And I'm like, come on, man. Come on. And we're going to get to the ref who made that call because that same ref who made that call in that Dallas and Green Bay game made the the, the deciding factor in that Raiders and Cowboys matchup Sunday night. Anyhow, like I said, I thought Pittsburgh got I thought Pittsburgh got worked on that. I think I think I think they got worked on that, but it's over, you know. We can pretty much say, hey, that ref won't be refing in the Super Bowl. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not after that backlash. Okay, so next, Sunday night game. Oakland Raiders versus Dallas Cowboys. Now, we don't play often. We don't. But we definitely hate each other. I don't, I'm not sure what it is. But when we do play, it's not it. We don't like each other. You know, and and that's crazy because when I when when you talk about teams that you just don't like or rival teams or something like that, like I look at teams like Cincinnati, I look at teams like, like the Redskins or you know something like that, like or Houston. We don't have a problem with them. Yeah, they beat us in the wild card last year, but we didn't have our starting quarterback. There's no rivalry there. There's nothing I hate them about. You know, it's certain teams as a Raiders fans that I just hate. I hate every team in the AFC West that we got to play. You know what I'm saying? I hate the Patriots for obvious reasons. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I hate the Niners, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. So, we're playing against Dallas. We start off a bit slow. But then our, our defense picked up and our offense picked up. They called back a kickoff return. They called back a um, a touchdown catch by our tight end, Cook, because they said it was an offensive pass interference going head up with Sean Lee. And then one of the biggest, weirdest plays or non-plays or calls in sports history. We stop Dallas and we bring up a fourth and one. They go for a quarterback sneak. Dak appears not to get it. Then at the bottom of the pile, this nigga squirms and tries to get past the line. Some say he got the spot that he deserves. Some say he got a bad spot. Anyhow, regardless if he got the bad spot or not, the spot that they gave him was not a good enough for a first down. So they took. I want to say two, three minutes trying to figure out if this was the first down, right? Head ref said, I knew it all along. I'm calling him a liar. Anyhow, 
They bring out the marker and they do the measurements, just like always. They still can't determine. <laughs> they still can't determine if it's a if it's a first down or if it's a turnover on downs. We take the rock. What a lot of people don't know, if you didn't watch this game, is we clearly had the momentum. Skip Bayless is a Patriots and a Cowboys fan, probably a bigger Cowboy fan than the Patriots, right? And he he admit he he basically said he admitted that if we would have got the ball back, it's most likely we would have went down the score to win the game because we had the momentum. We was warm, we was hot, car was on. It was it was all it was all gravy. The nigga got a piece of paper, right, to put between the marker and the football. This is what I was trying to explain to the homies. Maybe I didn't worry it right. If you can put a piece of paper, first the first they said he put the paper in between to see if the marker and the football if they touch the sides of the paper, right? Shannon Sharp made a good point. If you could fit the paper in between and there's air in between there, then there's space in between there for you to fit the paper, maybe that's not a first down. That was my whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, go back and look at that piece of paper that he that he had. <coughs> It was folded. The nigga folded the paper and stuck it in between there. Yet and still, it still wasn't a first down. They call it a first down. Dallas goes down, kicks a field goal, right? Now, we did have a chance to win the game. And I know people are going to say, well, you just didn't lose the game on that call. Or you didn't lose the game on this play, that play, that play. Please spare me that, okay? I'm tired of hearing stupid shit like that because some plays actually do take away from the game. You can slow down momentum. In the tuck rule game, if we would, we actually recovered that fumble, game would have been over. We had the momentum. That's what, we're, that's what Raider fans have been trying to say is that, of course, you still had to play after the messed up call. But you took away an opportunity of us winning the game off of that play. Now everything, life changed after that. So we go down, we're marching down, and I want to say, I have to point out, I think Derek Carr is a solid receiver as what I've seen so far. You know what I'm saying? I, I we're not in the we're not inside the the um the locker room 24-7 and I'm not sure. I haven't heard any of his teammates say anything negative about him, you know, in social media. So I don't know if they're keeping it under wraps or anything. But as of what we see on the field and what he says in the press conference, he's a pretty good leader. His IQ was down on the last play. It was low on the last play because he picked up the first down, which he was clearly inside. You know what I mean? We were, we were inside to go. We, we was in a red zone. Um, I think if he would have ran out of bounds, he probably would have been out on like the second or third uh, yard line. He went for 
which we're going to talk about later, the the Lonzo Ball winning layup attempt. And he stretched out. He seen the safety come over, put some heat on him. He dove. The ball slipped out his hand, went across the plane, out of bounds. That, my friend, is called a touchback. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, um... Yeah, I was I was sick because if I hate anything is to to beat ourselves. Even when I'm coaching basketball, if we lose a game in a tournament, I don't want to beat myself. If we go up against a great team and they beat us, that's fine. But when you beat yourself and you know you could have won that game, that's what hurts. Because now you see all the opportunities that you had. Not just the last one, not just the one before that one. But you get to see all the opportunities because everything just pops up in front of you. Damn, what about what if I would have did this different? What if what if I would have did this? All he literally had to do was run out of bounds. At the least, just like uh Pitt, kick a field goal. We was in field goal range. Now that was questionable too, because apparently our kicker <laughs> Apparently, our kicker was nervous, and he missed the kick, you know, from 39. Anyhow, you know, all that matters, though, because he makes that kick, the game is tied, you know. But, you know, it's one of those things where we need to get it together, starting with the front office. We're not playing. We need to execute. We need to work on that defense. That definitely hurt. Uh, It put a damper on our chances to win a division, we're not mathematically out of it, but it's pretty much a slim chance for us to get in. It, it was a slim chance for us to get in if we would have beat Dallas because we still would have depended on other teams to lose. But we definitely needed that game. Now we have to win out, and teams definitely have to lose. KC and San Diego definitely got to lose. We played San Diego the last game of the season, New Year's, I think that's New Year's Eve. If it's not New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, one of those. And then KC would have to lose both both their games, you know, and that's very, is uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, as a Raider fan, I'm still optimistic, but chances are I don't think we're going to make it to this postseason, and we got to get ready for next year, man. We got to get maximum help. We got to get – Got to work on that offensive line. And I think Carr just got to work on his mechanics and his confidence. You know, we got enough weapons on offense, clearly. But if we can't block and we can't run block, like, something's got to go, man. Or something, we got to fix something. So I had to talk about those two plays. I know it's open gym or whatever. Y'all want to hear that hoop shit, but I had to get some football shit out of the way. Now, on to the hoops. Let's talk about them Lakers. We lost a close one to Golden State again. Um, you know, I'm not, you know what? I don't find myself getting upset at, at, at some of these games is because we're playing hard. You know what I'm saying? We're hanging in there with, with these, with, you know, with these championship squads. We battle with Cleveland. You know, it's a lot of games that we could have won. Definitely some games that we could have won. We could definitely could have beat Golden State. You know what I'm saying? We was in there. With Curry playing the first one, you know, the second one, this game, Curry wasn't there because of the whole ankle, but, oh, man, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. I definitely don't. We don't. We don't need to be in the lottery again. We have the pieces that we need, or whatever. What we're looking forward to is free agency. But I'm with Luke. Luke want to win these games. You know what I'm saying? Magic is fine with them. You know, showing their talent and getting developed and things like that. But Luke is out here trying to win these games, so I got to give it to him. And one thing about Luke is. We don't know. We don't know yet if he's the coach, the right coach for LA. Well, as of right now, he is the coach, and he hasn't coached a team with superstars yet. I mean, besides Golden State, but as far as a Laker coach, he hasn't he hasn't coached anybody that you know with a max contract. <laughs> he hasn't, you know. Um, so we're just gonna wait on that. It was a good game, but it was a special game because our guy was there. The guy, one of the greatest of all times. The only cat I know that got two numbers in the same building. Kobe, Jelly Bean, I dropped 81, Bryant. Um, it's still, it's still like amazing. Like, it's crazy how he's really not playing. Like, we literally watched this dude come into the league and everybody seen when he left. So to see his jerseys get retired uh, tonight, his speech was nice. That's crazy. As much as, look, y'all can hate Kobe all, all y'all want. All you East Coast niggas, if uh, I know the Jordan fans, uh, the East Coast love MJ. You know, West Coast niggas love MJ. And they like, you know, he did MJ knockoff, he copied. I don't, first of all, I'd never seen what was wrong with that. Copying a nigga that she wanted to be like. I never understood that. Especially every nigga that went outside and stuck their tongue out, you know what I'm saying, dunking on the court that wasn't 12 feet. I, I never understood that, but I get it. I get it. You know, MJ was so magnified or whatever that they didn't want anything to come close to him. And everybody is documented saying that. Kobe was the closest thing to Michael Jordan. But I think Kobe didn't really care about that after a while. He wanted to be his own, and he became his own. Not only that, the nigga got number 8 and 24 in the Raptors surrounding Chick Hearns. Yeah, Chick Hearns, is, that's, he's in our heart in L.A. A lot of y'all might not know him, but legendary. You know what I'm saying? So for him to have two jerseys surrounding Chick Hearns, that's dope. That's dope. You know what I mean? So I want to say shout out to Kobe. Um, I know he's enjoying retirement. Um, but damn, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he came back for I would let Kobe come back to play a game or two. I would let him come back and play against like Utah and Boston. Just for the hell of it. Just for the hell of it. You gotta love Kobe, man. You gotta love Kobe. Which Kobe would I take? That's the biggest question of the day. Which one would you take? Number eight or number 24? I grew up watching both. Number eight was reckless. You know what I'm saying? That's when we had the athletic Kobe. That's when we had the nigga. I know y'all remember the UNLV from the dotted line. Jesus Christ, against the Wizards? Oh, my God. Of course, you had the 81. You know what I mean? Cash, remember that? It's too many moments Kobe got. But which one would I pick, number one, number eight and number 24? I can't. I can't because I will want number eight because 
I was young when I was watching him. You know, like um, high school, watching Kobe, and it was just the shit he was doing was just crazy. And he just, you knew he had a different type of hunger, like he had a chip on his shoulder. But then when he had 24, when he wore 24, that was the post-Shaq era. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to get two rings without Shaq. And then on top of that, he did what Shaq couldn't do. And it's not our fault, but, you know, Boston was hot at the time he was wearing 24, and he took down Boston. Almost took him down, you know, we almost had Boston twice. But, um, yeah, he beat Boston. And that's what matters in L.A. Everybody else, we don't care about no goddamn Clippers, no goddamn Lob City, none of that bullshit. Uh, Golden State, we wouldn't worry about no goddamn Golden State. Nothing like that. We was barely worried about the Spurs. But when it came to Boston, nigga, we had to beat Boston. You know, historically, we bumped into Utah. We bumped into the Spurs. We bumped into Phoenix. We bumped into Sacramento. You know, the Eastern teams couldn't fuck with us. The only one we bumped into that that we had, you know what I'm saying, we got lumped up by, that we took for granted was Detroit, and then we did lose to Boston. Other than that, we wouldn't really care about nobody. We smacked the shit out of everybody else. But uh, I had to respect 24 Kobe because it was just his hunger. His hunger was different. Like it was more of a I'm on my legend hunger. You know what I'm saying? Whereas number eight was like, you're going to respect me as the number one guy. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, like his drive was crazy. So I don't know why cats hate Kobe that much. Like. To be truthful with you, like, I don't even hate LeBron. It's just, it's more so the LeBron fans. You know, I seen LeBron flaws, and I, and I know Kobe flaws. You know, we, we, we as Laker fans used to get upset at Kobe because he didn't pass the ball that much. But if you deliver, you know, we'll forget about it. We'll forget about the air balls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Real quick. But, yeah, man, everybody know LeBron has been the best in the game for a while. You know, and he's one of a kind, things like that. So, cats really hate Kobe. They they really hate the Lakers franchise, and I I guess that's understandable. But other than that, man, you can't take away from what he gave to the game. You know, because I'm gonna tell you like this: when he left, I'm not gonna lie, I teared up. When LeBron leaves, I'm not sure I'm gonna tear because I wasn't a LeBron fan. I'm still not a LeBron fan like that, but I got major respect for him. But when he leaves the game, you can chalk it up. I mean, I know they're working on a new celebrity. I mean, new celebrity on a new superstars. But who's gonna fill that? Who's gonna fill that shoe? Like, I don't even like Katie like that anymore. You know, the, the Katie that I thought he was, he's not really it. So I lost a gang of respect for him. Outside of him, who do you have? Russ. You know what I'm saying? Like Kyrie, maybe. You got a you got a lot of guards that can take on the on the crown, but they're not gonna get the love and respect like Bron did, like Kobe did, you know. So you know, like I said, shout out to twenty four and the number twenty eight, and um, yeah, man, this has been open run. I'm glad y'all laced up with me this go around. I know I talk more football than basketball this time, but goddamn, you niggas had to see those two plays. Y'all had to. Thanks for running with your boy once again.
Uh, next week, I might have a special show because, um, you know, it's the end of the year, so I might come with something special. Don't know yet. But if y'all have any type of uh, feedback or any show ideas or any basketball highlights that y'all want to talk about, past or present, anybody that y'all want to talk about, uh, hit my hotline up, 909-536-2636. Talk that shit. Talk that shit. I accept everybody's debates, arguments, and differences. It's your boy, BTG, and this has been Open Run. All right, I holla.